0: Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Welcome to the WAC Podcast, Kendra Sheehan, Eric Danner. It's been a busy week, as always, we're in that crossover season, but an exciting week. We just got two teams that have been announced that they will be in the FCS playoffs for football. Football's back in the WAC, we got two teams in the playoffs.
1: When you're playing and it's Thanksgiving, you know you've had a good season, so Stephen F. Austin, who was quote-unquote on the bubble, they went eight and three, they went four and one in the WAC, but the three losses, I mean, it was by one point to Sam Houston, almost beat Texas Tech on the road, and then Jacksonville State, of course, team that beat uh, the Seminoles of Florida State yeah. earlier in the year, because Florida State <laughs> is not a very good football team this year. No, just 12th, Knocked maybe. off
0: BC this <laughs> past weekend. Kendra's it went
1: to Florida State, so we're just uh, razzling a little bit there, but uh congratulations to Colby Carthel and the Lumberjacks on making it to the tournament, if you will, for football. And of course, uh, Sam Houston's has been rolling all year. 10 and 0, they finished the season 5 and 0 in the WAC. So they win the WAC championship. They got to hold up the WAC championship sign this past week after their win over Abilene Christian. And they are the number one seed. So they are, not only are in the playoffs, they also get a bye in the first round. And that's huge. And then Stephen F. Austin will be playing in Current Word, a team that will be joining the WAC next year.
0: A lot of WAC teams going on for this first and second round. And of course, Sam Houston also gets to host all the way up until that championship game that's in Frisco, Texas. And, you know, Sam Houston has just been rolling all season. They have two players that have been highlighted. Eric Schmid was named to the uh, Walter Payton watch list. He's been just a phenomenal player all season. And then they have Jakari. K who was named to the Buck Buchanan award watch list. And so both of those guys, and then you can't forget about it, Xavier Gibson for Stephen F. Austin, who was also named to the Walter Payton watch list. So we got three players from the WAC. Actually, there's four, one in Tarleton, but didn't make the playoffs, but that, you know, have been highlighted as top 25 players in their positions.
1: And also uh, Casey Keeler and Colby Carthel both named to the Eddie Robinson uh, watch list for coach of the year in the FCS. So lot of uh, potential awards coming up, and we're going to talk more about uh, WAC football with Chris Thompson, our assistant commissioner for media relations in our next segment. And so we mentioned crossover season, so soccer's over. Yep. Volleyball, we had our tournament this past week. I was in Las Cruces. What a tournament it was. And, and we talked a little bit about it last week on the podcast that really anybody could win. And we had a seven seed, Utah Valley, win the tournament, lowest seed ever to win the WAC Volleyball Tournament. Uh, the tournament goes back to 1996. Oh, wow! Uh, lowest previous one was a five seed, which was UTRGV in 2016, also in Las Cruces, last okay. time we were there. <laughs> so something about the water in Las Cruces, good for underdogs apparently, but
0: yeah,
1: uh, I would not say Utah Valley was really an underdog, even though they were a seven seed. They were picked to win the West division at the beginning of the year. They were the defending tournament champion. That had Kazna Tanavasa, the defending player of the year in the WAC. And once they got on a roll, they just have kind of an infectious enthusiasm about them. And they played New Mexico State in the first uh, round. And that was the final match. Of course, New Mexico State playing in front of their home fans. Goes five sets. And they just got on this roll. And, you know, once they got past New Mexico State that they were going to be a team to be reckoned with, they then beat Stephen F. Austin, who got past Chicago State in the first round and then in the championship, against Grand Canyon. I mean, the lopes looked really, really good. They had swept Sam Houston in the semifinals and then Utah Valley sweeps Grand Canyon in the championship. So congratulations to Sam Atoa, the head coach and his team uh, for winning for a second year, uh, kind of the, the uh, odd thing with volleyball with this being Thanksgiving week, uh, they don't start playoffs this week. So they don't uh, have the selection show until Sunday of this week. So they get a week off basically to, uh, Get ready for the NCAA.
0: Yeah, I was watching the end of that Utah Valley GCU game, and that was just so impressive. Just, I mean, sweeping them in the championship, and just what they had done, and we had mentioned, and we had spoke with uh, Debbie Hendricks last week, how you know it's it's anybody's spot. I mean, the the standings were so jumbled, and the teams were just so tight. Uh, but we did highlight this on Whack Top Play, but I thought it was super cool. Was uh, head coach Tony <laughs> Trippenoff for. Uh, Uh, Chicago state Mm -hmm. who went sand sledding. I mean, why not do a little team bonding? And, you know, it wasn't a a very high hill, if you will. It was, (laughs) it was kind of, you know, a spawn, but it was, it was fun to watch and good to see them, you know, having some fun while they're out there.
1: Well, white sands national park, not too far away from Las Cruces and good to see teams take advantage of, of things like that. When you're on the road so much, a lot of times when it's not a tournament situation, you just, you know, you see the airport, you see the hotel, you see the bus, and that's about right. it. So to be able to, to go out and explore and, and see a great place like White Sands for the Chicago State team. And that's their you know, last time they'll be in the WAC tournament. And Tony Trefanov, the WAC coach of the year, what a season they had. And they went five with, with Stephen F. But again, seatings kind of went out the window. They were the three, Stephen F was the six. And uh, just a, a great uh, volleyball tournament and uh, excited to see how Utah Valley does it at the NCAA's.
0: Absolutely. We're looking forward for the selection show to see you- where they'll be paired up with, but now we're into basketball season. We're diving straight into men's and women's basketball, just starting up, but we've already seen a lot of impressive games so far. What is some that have kind of stood out to you on the men's side that you've liked?
1: Well, we talk a little bit about this with uh, Chris Thompson coming up in our next segment, but California Baptist right now, starting off five and zero on the men's side and Taryn Armstrong, uh, a freshman who plays point guard, he, he is really something to watch. We, we get an opportunity to watch a lot of these games and when we're clipping highlights, all that good stuff. He's, uh, he's unlike any player I've seen in the WAC in my five years here, just in the way that he, he plays. It's kind of an old school, kind of 1980s uh, type of game. A lot of head fakes and uh, ball fakes that, that uh, send the uh, defenders going past him. <laughs> Had a triple-double already, and it's rare to see a triple-double. We hear about it in the NBA all the time. But keep in mind, NBA games are longer. They have the 48 minutes as opposed to 40 minutes. So they have eight more minutes to, to pad the stats, if you will. Right. And uh, maybe the scorekeepers are a little looser with their interpretation of assists. <laughs> but to see a triple-double from a true freshman in his first two weeks a- as a player, and I, I was reading today, uh, the, the only other player in that same category after two weeks is Jason Kidd, an NBA Hall of Famer, now the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, pretty good company to be in
0: oh yeah when you're compared to a guy like him you know that you know your freshman year is starting off pretty well uh, but some other other players have been stepping up we talked a little bit about A AMAC in our next segment <laughs> he's he's so what is so funny
1: <laughs> no I, I was just gonna he played so well last year he was he was the WAC player of the year oh yeah and then he's our WAC player of the week this week brought to you by Ticket Smarter That's true. and his numbers were again off the charts in both scoring and rebounding. And that's something, I I don't know how he's such a good rebounder, but he is, he he grabs everything in sight. He had a career high 34 points, 14 rebounds and UVU's a win against Pepperdine. Then he goes 25 and 16 uh, in an overtime win against Long Beach State. And so far this week, they played Idaho on Monday and I think they won by 40. I mean, so Utah Valley, definitely a team to watch.
0: And on the women's side we're seeing a lot of good basketball kaylee flowers was actually just in our whack top play package that we had just filmed she had a a steal and then a nice layup that was that earned herself a spot in that package and head coach molly miller just celebrated i believe it was her 200th win which is pretty exciting (laughs) for for (laughs) her as a head coach
1: especially for a very young head coach (laughs) she's got a lot of wins under her belt Uh, The story of the week though, and and we'll talk again with Chris about this in our next segment, Chicago State beating Wisconsin. So that was after, that was uh, yesterday. Uh, So it was after the players of the week were named, but they uh, actually, Chicago State did get a player of the week, uh, freshman of the week, Leah Collins, uh, freshman guard, 12 and a half points, six deals and four and a half rebounds per game last week. Had a chance to watch some of that Loyola Chicago game. And I I was watching it. I'm like, Chicago state's a good basketball team. They had not won at that point. They were one in four, but then to turn around and have this uh, win over a big 10 team on the road uh, when they had not won a game in uh, oh, a, a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, so hats off to Tiffany Sarden and the, the group at Chicago state for winning uh, not only a game, but a huge game.
0: Right. I mean, that, that just doesn't happen. And, and that's pretty exciting. I feel like they're one of those teams, kind of like Chicago State was for volleyball, where they hadn't seen a lot of success. And then this season was their breakout year for volleyball. And maybe we'll see that for women's basketball.
1: We very well could. And also starting the year, Abilene Christian uh, undefeated at 3-0, Stephen F. Austin 4-1. and And that's a team to watch, uh, obviously. And Uh, Chris will mention in our next segment, uh, spoiler alert, that they are a a potential bubble team for an at-large bid this year. So that's some kind of language we haven't heard around the WAC in in quite some time, especially regarding women's basketball, a potential two-bid league.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you definitely want to stick around. We have Chris Thompson, like we've said, coming up, assistant or associate commissioner of media relations for the WAC. He'll talk to us about football, basketball, a lot of great stuff. You don't want to miss that one. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome to the WAC podcast. I'm Kendra Sheehan, Eric Danner. We have a special guest, Chris Thompson, assistant commissioner of media relations, joining us. Chris has been with the WAC since 2014, but first time in your tenure that we've had football.
2: Yeah, uh, it's been a, a busy, but exciting fall.
0: Yeah, and you're headed out to the game this weekend, Stephen F. Austin and Incarnate Ward. I
2: will. I'll be down in San Antonio for a current WAC school versus future WAC school. Should be a really good matchup between the teams, even if uh, Incarnate Ward wasn't coming into the WAC and I wasn't trying to talk them up. Um, (laughs) It's a good team. They've got a really good coach. They've got some really, really good players. Um, And I think all year we've seen just how explosive Stephen F. Austin can be. And uh, I I don't think it's going to be a six to three ball game. That's my (laughs) prediction right now. I do not think it'll be six
1: to three. So SFA, they go eight and three in the regular season, four and one in the whack. And of course they came out just short in the battle of the piney woods, but. Uh, what a what a good season for them. And I know they were on pins and needles waiting to get that invitation to the FCS playoffs.
2: Yeah, I think they were. SFA uh, Athletic Director Ryan Ivey had spent some time on the committee. He's not on it this year, but uh, he's been on it in the past. So he kind of had an idea of how it worked. But I think really when you looked at the resume and you're like, wow, at one point loss in the Battle of Piney Woods, that game at uh, Texas Tech where they were one play away, uh, even the loss uh, with Jacksonville State, I believe it was, Um, was was a close loss so you look at what they've done they did everything that they needed to do and again you look at that offense you look at that defense you even special teams I mean I I, Sam Houston's a great team and they're very balanced but Stephen F is a very balanced team Mm -hmm. as well and, and very exciting team to watch
0: we get two WAC teams into the playoffs, Sam Houston, of course, that number one seed they've been dominant for the past two years, a perfect regular season. What do you think it's going to take for them to go back-to-back national champions?
2: You know, I, I think uh, it's just going to be consistency. And if there's any coach that's going to be able to lead them, it's going to be Casey Keeler. And and I think uh, you look at some of the leaders on that team, Eric Schmidt, Jahari Kay, and Zion McCollum, and uh, Tristan McCollum, and, and there's just there's too many to name. You look at the leaders there that they will keep um, they will keep everybody calm. You know, you think of Eric Schmidt. Um, you won't understand this because you're too young. But <laughs> Joe Montana in the Super Bowl back when he was kind of pointing oh, yeah, out at yeah. yeah. John Candy. I think they were playing the Bengals in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, it was before Kendra was even alive. But I just kind of imagine that Eric Schmidt's kind of that
1: way. Like, guys, yeah, so let's just just relax. Let's do our job. If we do our job, we're going to end up on top. we had a chance to visit with Eric Schmidt at, at the football media day uh, before the season started, son of a coach, and and really just kind of embodies that. I was explaining him to Kendra. I said he said he walked right off the set of Friday Night Lights. <laughs> if if you could uh, pick a character there, uh, the football awards came out. We're shooting this on Tuesday. Came out today. Uh, full disclosure: Chris does not select the awards for for football. The coaches did, but so many good players, especially from the two teams we've talked about, Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin. Xavier Gibson from Stephen F having a, a, a fantastic season sells it short. He's a, one of the 25 finalists for the Walter Payton award, but he also leads the nation. Not just the the whack it leads the FCS in several categories. Several categories, receptions, uh, receiving
2: yards per game, receiving touchdowns. I think he has something ridiculous, like 14 receiving touchdowns. Right. Uh he's he's a special player and he's lucky he's getting the ball from a really good quarterback and Trey Self. But uh Xavier Gibson, if you're a casual football fan, remember him because you might want to be drafting him in your fantasy football <laughs> in a few years. Cause he's gonna be in the league and and you know, I wouldn't be shocked to see him as a uh, number two or number th- three receiver, or even number one receiver, somewhere, um, with with the tools that he has. So, uh, you know, great for Xavier to get offensive player of the year is very tight race, but uh, well deserving for for Gibson.
0: And having football back, we have four players that were finalists in two different awards. We have two teams in the playoffs. What does that mean for this conference as we look to establish ourselves as a football conference?
2: I think it just kind of shows that we're already there. Um, you know, in, in FCS, any fans of FCS know you have the big sky, you have the Missouri Valley, you have the colonial are uh, kind of the big three. And then after that, it, it, it's kind of split, but the whack's not far from there. And, and to be perfectly honest with James Madison, leaving the colonial in a few years, it's not outrageous for us to think that we might kind of, go up there and and be considered in that discussion with the big sky in Missouri Valley, all the respect to them. They've got some great teams and we have a long way to go until we're at their level. Um, But to be considered one of the top conferences, we're not far away. So um, it it always helps having the defending national champion uh, joining you when you're restarting football, but uh, we're right there. And, and that, that makes it exciting uh, for me, just knowing that when these calls come out for awards and, and uh, you know, people that we wanna see on
1: watch lists. We have some really strong candidates that we could put forth. Basketball also starting up, we're in that crossover season, which uh, makes it uh, a little busier around the office here. You're a men's basketball contact. So far in, in men's hoops, uh, Fardaz AMAC coming off a fantastic week, seems to have gotten even better if that's possible from last year. It, it,
2: yeah, uh, it's he's amazing. He, I mean, he's just amazing to watch. And and we talked about just kind of last year and when he was kind of testing the NBA waters and maybe you know what what kind of role might he play on some of those NBA teams. And he is a great leader in teaching him how to be a big man in the NBA uh, with Mark Madsen. Um, You know, I know he he I think he went vegan if I remember mm-hmm. right. He yeah. went vegan. Yeah. Um. And and I think that's kind of you know he, he's he's in as good a shape I think as anybody right now and. You know, when you're six, ten, six, eleven, seven feet, mm-hmm. uh, and and you could start banging around. One of one of the yeah, everybody looks at the points and rebounds with him, and and are impressed by that, and they should. But I think one of the things is he was averaging 35 minutes a game for a big man to get in the paint, banging around to somebody for 35 minutes a game. That's a special individual right there.
0: Another player that was kind of the talk of. The preseason was Teddy Allen joining uh, New Mexico State. He had been at several different colleges before and was looking to be a pretty big impact on that Aggies team. What have you seen from him? And what kind of jumps out at you with that New Mexico State team?
2: You know, I think that New Mexico state team, we saw them at the Myrtle beach invitational and uh, they, they beat a good Davidson team. They beat a good Indiana state team. Unfortunately, they fell to a really good Utah state team, a uh, top 25 Utah state team. They're not there yet, but they should be. It's a very talented team. Um, Teddy's not afraid to shoot the ball. Um, I, I, you know, it's probably good or bad, good and bad. Cause if he's not <laughs> making it, those are shots that you wish somebody else would be taking, but you um, Yeah he has a lot of hype for a reason. And, and with uh, Jabari Rice or this year, now he's Sir Jabari Rice. Oh, okay. So I don't know if he got knighted or something like that, okay. but um, you know, Sir Jabari Rice and, and Johnny McCants, who seemed like he's been at New Mexico state forever and bang down low. They've got a lot of good players and, and they are just as talented as everybody thought they would be going into the season.
1: One of the guys that's jumped out early on and, and we have a new award, the freshman of the week, which we haven't had in the past Taryn Armstrong of California Baptist. Seeing some of his games, and he's a brother of Trey Armstrong, who we're familiar with from CBU. But Taryn, this is a different kind of guy. He's already had a triple-double. He's a true freshman. I was seeing numbers comparing him. The only other guy as a freshman to do that this early was Jason Kidd. I think that's probably a pretty good person to uh, find yourself
2: uh, in comparison yeah. with. Uh, I, I Talking to you earlier, you kind of mentioned – Uh, He kind of had that Larry Bird feel on Mm -hmm. a few things, and and I could totally see that. Um, He came in with a lot of hype from uh, Tasmania, Australia, and um, came in with a lot of hype, but he is living up to it, and uh, I think he's going to get more than the two freshmen of the week that that he's gotten so far. I think his name's going to be right there uh, every week, Um, and he might just kind of be that one last thing that CBU team needed to really... Push themselves to the top of the standings.
0: Yeah, watching him has certainly been impressive this season. I know it's early on, but what jumps out to you? Which team or player stands out to you most, just from the short amount of games we've had so far?
2: Oh, you know, it's it's so hard to to take a look at that so early because you never know who's who's getting off, who's maybe coming off of an injury. That you look at it and you're like, oh, I thought that person would be better, but you know, we don't know if they're maybe sprain their ankle. They're in practice in October, but uh, I think there's just there's just a lot of competitiveness in the WAC this year. Obviously we have 13 teams. It's going to take a lot to come up at the top of the standings. Um, but the teams that we thought would be there are there Stephen F Austin. They're down in Cancun this week. They are a solid team, New Mexico state solid grand Canyon. They lost last night to Wyoming. That was a really fun game to watch. And Wyoming's a very improved team, uh, but they're a fun team to watch and Wyoming, or grand Canyon? They didn't have Holland woods last night, which was big. Uh, I think he was probably the, the catalyst that would have would have given them the win there. Um, I think Seattle U playing really well right now and, and they've got a lot of talent and they just kind of seem to have gelled. Um, and, and I think the Redhawks are going to be a, a very competitive team this year. Uh, they have a lot of home games, which is really going to help kind of pad their record, not saying that negatively, but really get some non-conference wins and kind of get that confidence going into conference play.
1: Yeah. It's fun to see him play at climate pledge arena, formerly key arena and, uh, and that great facility. And also Savion flag uh, from Sam Houston. He's a guy that, Kind of jumped out early as well. Women's basketball right now, you're you're, you're the contact until we get some. Staffing. I am. Yeah, it's been, <laughs> been a busy guy. Uh, Chicago State winning at Wisconsin that that might be the upset of of not only the year, maybe of the decade in the whack.
2: You know, maybe it's not uh, too often that we get wins over Power Fives. I remember uh, Kansas City beat Kansas a few years ago when they were here in the WAC, and, and we've seen a few there. But for Chicago State to go on the road and beat a Power 5 opponent on the road is big. For that to be their first win in two years is even bigger. Um, Tiffany Sardin's doing some great things. Those players that they have there, they they know how to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And and any teams that are kind of like, oh, Chicago State, they haven't won very many. We're not going to really worry about them. Who's our next opponent? We'll game plan for them. They're going to be shocked. And that might have been what happened to the Badgers last night.
0: That was quite a game. We also have California Baptist, Caitlin Harper, who is our Ticket Smarter Western Athletic Conference Women's Basketball Player of the Week, another player from CBU. That team is really starting to gel. What have you seen from them?
2: They've uh, continued where they left off last year. They bring back just about everybody. And, and add a few, they played a really tough game on the road at Oregon State, which is a really strong program uh, last week. And, and they played some tighter games at home. Uh, maybe the one thing that surprised me a little bit is CBU isn't blowing teams out like maybe they have in the past, but they're getting wins. And that's what that's what matters in the end. So CBU is still going to be at the top of the standings towards the end. And uh, another team uh, that, that is really going to be fun to watch on the women's side is Stephen F. Austin. Um, they their only losses at Texas A&M, I think uh, last year they ended their net. They was like 19 something they took. Uh, I want to say it was at LSU. Uh, to overtime in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And speaking with some folks on the NCAA Women's Basketball Committee today, Stephen F. Austin's in that discussion for an at-large bid right now. Um, As the season goes, that if somebody else kind of sneaks in and they have a solid year, this could be the year that we end up with two teams in the Women's Basketball Tournament. And that's great. And the Women's Basketball Tournament is also expanded to 68 teams this year. So there's going to be an extra uh, four teams in. So that helps a little bit. Uh, when it comes to that but um, just just seeing that success and the rest of the league is is stepping up still a long ways to go uh, but they're stepping up you see some teams grand canyon utah valley uh, seattle Sam houston abilene christian uh, that are playing really really good basketball right now and are going to keep getting non-conference wins
1: yeah mark kellogg from Stephen f uh, definitely an excellent coach had a chance to uh to work with him at a previous job chris I uh, want to thank you for taking some time out. I know you got a lot going on. want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and also uh, check out some basketball and football this weekend. Let's do it. WaxSports.com. Find out where everybody's playing. <laughs> that's Chris Thompson, Assistant Commissioner of Community Relations, joining us. Thanks for watching and listening to the WAC Podcast.
0: Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WaxSports.com.